0: Um, i have Nyla, writer artist and community worker thanks for coming to the podcast today
1: no thank you for having me it has been a long time right yeah i <laughs> you
0: know we're trying to make this happen like <laughs> i have the artwork you have the calabash, and i'm like okay How, like, how did you get into making art? Uh,
1: I used to, this is going to be so nerdy, I used to read a lot of manga, and I really liked it and enjoyed it. And I was like, I want to draw this stuff. So I used to, I started sketching, like, the characters I'd see, Mm. like, on my walls. My parents were really upset, but I, like, like, draw and (laughs) sketch on my walls. That's how I got good at it. And I would see things and people and be like, let me just see if I can copy this. So I used to sketch, that's how I started art, which is sketching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I completely, you know, life goes by. Your school, You go to school, university, everybody's like, do this, do that. So I lost my art connection. And then the past-
0: What did you study? Psychology. Ah, that's where the community <laughs> world comes. But no- Why did you decide to do psychology?
1: Well, I come from South Sudan, and we well, were refugees. So we came here. And when I was growing up, I noticed that um, my community had a lot of um, like, mental health issues, mm. mostly because of, you know, when you escape a war, when you live in such a, uh, a like, uh, when you live in a refugee camp and you just grow up in these spaces, people come out really damaged.
0: There's so much drama.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, drama. And just like, and you and when I was a kid, I knew that it wasn't really, not that I didn't know, like, they made their choices, but it's like, you know that it comes from a, pain, a place of pain and a, pain, uh, a place of the experience in the world. So Mm -hmm. my idea was like, I'm going to become a psychologist for, or a psychiatrist psychologist for um, refugee, people who have, who are refugees or have come from war-torn things. Mm -hmm. Very steep goal. I actually ended up dropping out because the psychology that was being taught to me was not reflecting the community values or just was very white. Like it's very Eurocentric. And I was really frustrated with how it was being approached and Mm -hmm. taught that I was like, you know what? This isn't the way I can help my people. It's yeah. not the way I can help people. There's another way.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned that because there's this lady on Instagram I follow and I think she's biracial. I don't know, but she's, she identifies as black. Anyway, so, she, and, and her whole thing is that What they are teaching doesn't reflect who she is, and she's kind of trying to change as much as she can. Mm -hmm. But when there's an uphill battle, but she's doing the most she can. So when you mention her, like, holy shit, I mean, I don't study it. (laughs) So obviously, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then did you pivot to do something else or
1: well then i just got kind of like wrapped into working so i was just in the world just working odd jobs working at like shitty jobs just doing things and then i just somehow stumbled into community and facilitating Mm -hmm. um and like so yeah meeting with people learning more about what the real world really was. Because honestly, with the schooling that I was taught, because I came here when I was seven grew up in the school system, um, I realized everything that I knew was either a partial truth or an outright lie. So <laughs> <laughs> and I was really frustrated and very mad. And I was like, no, I need to know what's actually happening in the world. Like, what is the con- like? why is the world the way it is? Mm. But now from people and from the world, from the real world. So mm-hmm. I just like stumbled through community, working and talking with people, working here, working there, doing this job here, this odd job there. And that kind of like somehow stumbled me into facilitation with um, this place called the Tanamuga Center. Have you heard of it? No. It's a center out um, past Toronto, and there, like, they I learned um, a lot about um, how adult learning actually is. Um, so it's like a um, I won't say a radical approach, but it's a different approach to how adults learn and how we can teach adults. Not necessarily to be better people, but what? How can we kind of unlearn the kind of? Can I swear? The bullshit. Yes, 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 you can. (laughs) Okay, okay, the bullshit that we're taught. Like, what does it actually mean to be in community together? What does it mean to be together? What does it mean to learn and try to be better? What does it mean to kind of live on this land and work together? All that stuff. So I learned a lot there. And then it's just been like a domino effect of here I am here, learning about this and doing this work, and now I'm doing here. And I was involved a lot in the, um, like the organizing work that was happening during 2020 um Mm -hmm. and that kind of also just spiraled me into like now i'm in it i'm in the streets i'm in with people i'm talking with people i'm connecting with people on like a real level Mm. and it's just kind of been a roller coaster of here i am here there whatever that's why i say community work because that Mm. kind of uh worker because that encompasses everything from like art creating art spaces creating book clubs to like creating protests and like showing up for other communities or showing up for in, in certain places, you know, standing together. Um, it just encompasses all that work.
0: Why is it important to you?
1: Why is that important to me? Hmm. Because I think that's the future. I don't think we really have much of a choice. Um, for like the longevity and the survival of even say here in Mimoggi, like our survival is tied to how we relate and connect with each other. Mm-hmm. So how we learn and connect to each other is really important to me because I want to live first. And I also want other people not to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I find the capitalism, colonialism, imperialism, all that has what has led us to this point where we're all kind of suffering collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me it's important because I'm, I want to learn the skills for how I can show up and be better um, in my communities in the world and also hopefully other people want that too. So that's kind of why it's so important to me that this is um, what I'm learning and practicing and trying or at least trying to practice, um, but also why I'm kind of all over the place because I feel like there's a gap in in all of our skill sets and how we can be together, just because of what we've learned through capitalism, colonialism, um, being in a very um, Eurocentric um, model of of community,
0: if you can call it that.
1: Yeah.
0: So community comes up a lot. What does that word itself mean to you?
1: Community to me is actually not as as uh, complicated as it may be in a textbook. To me, it's just how I. How I exist with, in relation to other people. Mm-hmm. So I have multiple communities. So I live in multiple different places, not, and my community isn't just stuck to where I live right now. Like my, where I live in Dartmouth is not. I don't really consider that my community because I'm not. Re- I don't have a relation to people around me. Um, but like my community is the places and people that I see and interact with and want to support in whatever, whatever way I can. So that's like my very not great definition of community, but it's just how I relate to people and how I show up for other people around me.
0: Mm. Okay, we'll put it pause and we'll come back to that. <laughs> let's talk about your art. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, you can talk. So I have these
0: three pieces that came <laughs> with and I want to talk with this. Like I'll talk about the the gold last, yeah. but let's talk about this.
1: Yeah. So this is my first attempt at um an actual portrait. This is actually a random person on Twitter. Um, who I had just been interacting with, their mm. name is Lace, and I, they just posted this picture and I was like, oh my God, they look so beautiful and gorgeous and I love the folds of the the the, um, the dress or the top that that person was wearing and I'm like, I want to paint it. So I, me, email, like, sometimes I'm just saying, hey, can I paint you? And they're like, Yes, please go ahead. I said, please don't, like, judge. It's my first time trying to do a portrait. I just really want to paint you. Mm. And then this is the result of the painting.
0: How long did it take to make? Actually, this didn't
1: take, didn't take me too long. I think it was a week because I was really, like, I put my I put um an expectation, I was like, I'll have it done in a week. So I'm like, Oh, I better have this done in a week. So it took me only a week to do. Um though I've come back multiple times to like add highlights and fix because it's oil. And the great thing about oil is you can kind of come back every time and do something different to it. Why? Why? Like,
0: it doesn't fully dry, or... It
1: does fully dry for some time, but it takes a long time for it to really fully dry. And, like, to me, when I use oil, oil is so... It's not forgiving, but it allows you to keep trying over and over again. Like, I can paint... If I wanted to, I can paint over this entire thing with something completely different, and you wouldn't even see the Ah, back. Ah,
0: yeah, because, like, in all those, you know... Da Vinci code, they like, oh, there's a painting on <laughs> yeah, that, a painting yeah, exactly. and stuff.
1: Yeah, so like with oil painting, it's so amazing in that like you can really keep adding to it and adding to it. Like I could keep painting this and making it this. The better I get at painting, actually, the better this piece will get.
0: So, um, what? Since this is your first all you've been painting with acrylic, Acrylic is that... No, you're...
1: actually, I never painted much. I was really bad with color. All my sketches were black and white because I didn't... I was scared of but color. But, like, his
0: manga, though, right? Like, that's... Manga's it... black
1: and white, though. It is? Yeah, it's mostly... Like, I mean, if you get, like, the, the really Origin... good quality, yeah, 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 it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in color. But, like, I was reading, like, Shonen Jump and, like, old school, like, magazine. The cover is in color, but everything is black and white. Right. So I was like, oh, I can do this and I could do it. <laughs> And I was afraid of color until literally last year when I was in heat waves through eight level, and I'm like, you know what? Like, it's time to stop being afraid. What? Why is
0: scary? Because it's always easy to mess
1: up. <laughs> like, it and, and it, it's easy to mess up. I find with color. Um, you need to learn how, well, how does this color work with this? I don't want to make this muddy. I want to make this brighter. With oil, too, I don't even know why I picked oil. I should have just went with acrylic because acrylic is a lot easier to work with. But there's something about oil that just makes it more vibrant. Mm. Um, and I was like, I, I'm in love with the oil paintings I see. I want to use oil paints. And it was so like you, when I first made this, it was terrible. I was frustrated and I really almost gave up the first couple of tries because I was so like, I don't know how to do this. It doesn't make sense. But I think with oil, like I said, it's, it's not forgiving, but it allows you to keep trying. So I just kept trying. I'm like, you know what? The, there's a phrase that people use say um, about how like, your first attempts are going to be ugly, so just accept it. Accept that your first two, three layers are going to be shit. Mm. It's going to be terrible. But just keep going, keep trying. Cause, and I think that's the great thing about oil. It's rewarding when you persevere with it. Mm-hmm. So this is like the finished product, kind of. Like I said, I'm going to go back probably about four or four t- times before I send it off to Lace. Um, but oh,
0: you're going to send it to I'm sending
1: it, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. you know what? Might as well. Like,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you knew you wanted to do it in a week. What is the process to make this
1: uh, you paint the background first. So I usually take a day where I just paint backgrounds because um, I learned... Because I'm a self-taught artist. So I'm I Googling and like what's on Instagram, like, how do I paint? And the thing I was taught was you make the background first because the background adds actual life and color to the piece.
0: What is your background? White?
1: Yeah, usually white, but this one is actually... This is white, but this is before I learned that you're supposed to paint with another color. Um, so usually if I'm painting now, it'd be like... color usually orange because I love the way orange looks with like brown skin because I I, my models right now are only like black and brown people so orange looks really beautiful blue looks really beautiful with um, brown brown paint so that's my process and then I'm like what do I see what picture did I see on Twitter who do I see in my life that like I'm like wow that picture looks great and then I kind of sketch it out and then Attempt to paint it and it always sucks the first three times. And then <laughs> they just keep painting it. Uh, yeah, over then he and then you keep going and keep going keep going.
0: Um. So, okay. I, I mean, I guess that is part of the practice and experimenting mm-hmm. that made you realize you prefer orange and blue mm-hmm. is that
1: well the, I, I think it's not that i prefer it it's just what i i, I do oh I, okay because i'm still learning i i'm sure I'm fine, i'll find out i'll fall in love with green and be like okay any <laughs> now it's just green nothing but green right. but why not? so orange is blue is just what i've seen so i'm, I'm going with that
0: okay so this <laughs> this one That's is my
1: first painting ever huh
0: mm-hmm. Okay, First. what is the story here?
1: This is through Because this them. is like... Uh, <laughs> it's a bit futuristic.
0: Yeah, it's like a freaking album cover, man.
1: Is it? Yes,
0: yes. Seriously, I'm like, this is... I would listen to this record. I don't even need to know what's on it. Yeah.
1: Well, this is actually a painting. There is a story behind this. This is mm-hmm. a painting of Mary Magdalene. So if you ever Google search Mary Magdalene, and it's kind of creepy because what they did, the Catholic Church, is they actually took her head, her supposed head, and put it in this gold encasing. So her head is somewhere in the Vatican or somewhere in Europe. I don't know, just there, just a head in a case in this weird futuristic. It looks like a, a suit, a gold um, like um, astronaut suit,
0: and that's so. So I, Mary Magdalene is the person that was Jesus' yeah, leg, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so she—that's her. So they, um, you know, when uh, when she was alive, or at least in canon, when she was alive, right. um, they condemned her, didn't like her. She was a whore. She was this. She was that. Um, but after whatever years, they she canon, became
0: a saint. Yeah, she himself. became a
1: saint, and and, there, and I guess the reward for that was they were gonna take her head and put it in this weird case. <laughs> and I was kind of mad. I was pissed. I was like, you, you quite literally. you beheaded her you fucked with this lady for her whole whole life she was just she was the only one that stood by Jesus side in Mm. your story and you don't even let her rest in peace Mm. I was so upset I was like this is so like this is an abomination I was like going on a rant about the Czech Catholic church for a long time after that and
0: (sighs) you yeah man (laughs) there's so much (laughs)
1: there's so much bullshit they've done
0: okay so we are the same page on that yeah (laughs)
1: So this is her I put her head back in her body in mm. in the' cause she would usually you know i don't I don't know what the exact technical word is um at the t- at that time, but whatever like cloth she'd wear with her herself, this is what I put her back in and in the back is um and of course I put her skull because I'm like this is how she would be if she was actually in the casket dead mm. like probably put to rest um and then the background is binary code and I was cool. um it just means death and rebirth. Cause to me, I'm like putting her back into the cycle of. No, life.
0: no, the binary code. What does it say? Is that what it, it says? It says death
1: and rebirth over and over again. Um, I was. obsessed. What is the
0: number? Huh? Like zero one one one. It's.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's kind of like the alphabet where, like, the binary code is you know one An A would be like. Actually, I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's been a while since I did this, but like A would be like zero one one zero. Like it'd be like a so set you do
0: D E E. Yeah, exactly.
1: But like yeah, so the binary code. So that's the binary code that's in the background. It's my kind of um, reflection to be like she's now back into the cycle of the death and rebirth. Uh, fuck You Catholic Church For taking her out of that And doing what they did to her And this is my way Of kind of giving her
0: um See See see! I told you if that was the record Imagine <laughs> Like if you're an artist And that's the concept For the album You're gonna make Some killer songs man You know I mean, yeah, You're actually. gonna make a song About when like Jesus was like Getting betrayed yeah. That's on track When they were like Oh fuck Mary Magdalene <laughs> And they were like Oh sorry You're a saint now That's actually the title Of one of the songs On the record You're a saint now uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and then the title of the, the the album is actually "Death and Rebirth." I mean, come on, man. Who would want to listen to that? Um, how long did it take you to make this one?
1: Ah, uh, that oh, that one took me to no a month, a month. Cause this is, this
0: is, this is I, also oil too.
1: Yeah, this is when I because I first this is the first time, so I was so mad. I was like, that this is not working out. This blending took forever. I'm like, I don't know how to blend oil. It didn't make sense. I'm like highlights. I don't know. It was so frustrating. I didn't even finish it. I might even go back because like this whole thing was supposed to be a robe, and it just doesn't. It looks like a robe, but doesn't look like how I want it to be. So it took me a month. I was so
0: mad. So you know, <laughs> I ask artists and you know creators this thing like, how do you know when he's done? You know, you don't.
1: that's the thing about oil. You don't. Oh, I like a painting can never actually be done. I, and if you are not careful and you're a perfectionist like I am, you're you're gonna keep looking and be like, oh no, I can fix this. Bit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let me put a little highlight there. Or maybe I should blend. Like that's kind of the nature. Like when you show uh, when you see the next painting, that one is unfinished because I just have I just kept okay. going.
0: Let's get to it. Then. <laughs> oh, I love the hair.
1: <laughs> it took me so time. Yeah, so this one literally, if I show you the first rendition, you would not believe it's the same painting. So the first
0: rendition was also on this canvas, the same right?
1: canvas. And I completely I was like, "Fuck this!" I don't so like this.
0: when when you're like, "Fuck this," do you just now paint on it or? No, what do you I mean,
1: do? I, when, with this one, I was frustrated. I just like put paint all over, it. and I'm like, "This is gross," and I just like covered it. Um, with and you, you, I mean, there's still like the outline, of the face, and everything. So then I went back again, and I took. I think I used my one of my my photos as a reference. I'm like, oh, "No, no, no." Let's look again at the photo I used. Let's change this. It's not me anymore. Let's mm-hmm. like add different things, and that's kind of where this came. Um, and I really was playing around with like the highlights and the different colors and cool tones and stuff. Like, this is when I was like, okay, time to go back and read and watch more things. And because of that, it kind of helped um, transform it to what it is now.
0: What What is the story behind this one?
1: Um, I wanted to, again, it's said the portrait, and it was a photo I wanted to make of myself. Um, I think it was for Valentine's Day or something. It's like let me try making this. This will be my first self portrait, and it's not me anymore because I just transformed to somebody differently. So that's mm-hmm. the story behind it. It's supposed to be a self portrait, and I wanted flowers, and this is actually the first attempt I did at flowers. So I'm like, let me, because I don't know how to make paint flowers. Let me try with this canvas, and you can tell it's unfinished because this is all not flowers. It's supposed to be like a bouquet, and the afro was supposed to be like part of the display of the bouquet. So it's the unfinished painting, and I kept going back and back and back and back. So I put it away being like, this is, your perfectionism is showing, like, you need to mm-hmm. relax. You can't just keep changing this photo p- painting.
0: Will you finish it or? I don't
1: know. Probably. I'll, I will. Now that now that people see it, I'm going <laughs> to <it. laughs> Yeah, now that people see it, I will finish it. Because oh I wanted my God. to give it as a gift to somebody. So,
0: yeah. It's gonna be you are painting your wait, wait, wait. I don't
1: paint this out because I'm not I don't I'm not good yet enough to be confident be like, yeah, $300. Give me, give me $300 for this.
0: You know, I need to <laughs> honestly, I think I need to do a class about this thing because <laughs> I, I noticed it, especially here in Nova Scotia, like Halifax. Yeah, people like people create amazing things and they will say a price. I'm like, what?
1: I, I know it's because I also have a business and I also struggle with. Pay like pricing my things properly, mm. but I feel like it's because here in the city we know Nova Scotia is 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 a as a province that is struggling a lot and has struggled since so long. Like we have the highest taxes, highest this. We're struggling in so many ways. So almost I almost feel like to price this at like five hundred dollars or whatever that it would truly be the price if I had to calculate mm-hmm. per square per you know whatever the mm-hmm. measurement is with the paint with my time. These paintings would be expensive. Like even just flat out, even without accounting my experience. Mm-hmm. So to me I'm like, no, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, Why? Well who, well I'm like who's gonna buy this painting?
0: The people that want <laughs> it though. <laughs> hey,
1: I mean if somebody's out there see the painting, it's right. like <laughs> give me a price, like give me a price. But uh like no, yeah.
0: you, you know, so so here's <laughs> here's what I here's what I say. My thing is like, I mean, obviously you have something you are doing that is taking care of like the you know, rent and all that mm. stuff. But like the time you put into this thing is time you are not going to get back, right? That's true. So I mean, I won't feel bad. I, the, the worst thing the person is going to say is no. Like that's too that's much for me. Like okay, cool. Uh, you know, I'll just do a little small card, <laughs> and then I. <I'll... laughs>
1: I think also people undervalue homemade stuff too, and I yeah.
0: <sighs> no, man. I mean not
1: only just the artists, but like I think even people. What
0: what moves. what I've noticed is here is the thing though: when you go to a store, mm-hmm. just imagine you go into a store same thing same shoe same made in the same place want oh actually there was a video where i think target or one of these like places oh, Pay
1: less yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah i saw that too <laughs> <laughs> that is it
0: that yeah. is what i'm telling you so if you just see the price the human mind says oh fuck cuz of that price that is good quality and it might not be but just because of the price yeah. so you, man, if, if I could even make something that looks like this, <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean,
1: it, look, I'm just, I'm new. I'm Fair new enough. to the art world. Like, Fair literally, it's my first year. I'm like, oh, I'm doing art, like, really, for real. So,
0: yeah. I'm like... What do you love about creating art, though?
1: Um... Ugh. I like the challenge. I like to challenge myself. So when I was learning oil, I'm like, this is gonna be hard, but I want to be good at this. Mm. <laughs> so I love the act of making um, something. I also like just, yeah, just the act of making. Like it's like I like making beautiful things, especially with my hands. To be able to be, say like I did this, like mm. I made this. this, is what I love about art. But also like not people like art. So I'm like, I like to do things that people like too. Yeah, mm. kind, of, kind of weird, but it's like, you know, if people enjoy this art and they see meaning behind it. That also makes me feel good
0: Fair as enough. well. Okay, let's take a tangent. One of the community work works is sex education. Why is that important? How do you do that?
1: Uh-huh. Sex education. So I'm not like a qualified sex educator. It's Fair actually enough. really, it's not that it's hard, but the certifications are kind of expensive. ridiculous. Expensive. They're expensive and they're kind of ridiculous. In what way? Um, In that like, you could be doing this work. Actually, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, There's a person that, I, um, that has come to... So I work at Venus Envy, sex shop, in a bookstore. I um, love
0: the rocket, man. You know, like, the <laughs> rocket. I love that rocket. I'm like, someone should make a toy that looks like that.
1: Actually, it's hey, I'm not going to say too much, but that might be in the works.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Yeah, so in that space, I've been doing sex education. And by sex education, I mean teaching people how to have better sex, safer sex, um, navigate resources, um, find out what they like, get into this, get into that. Like, it's been a lot of years of this much work, like at least seven plus years of this. Mm -hmm the sex educator certificate will look at that and say, that's nothing. That's nonsense. You need to that's get a certification. Oh. Even though the certification will literally be tell will be me saying, I already know this stuff from mm. my own work and my actual physical experience talking with people about sex. And there's also another person, too, who works in Toronto, um, um, Luna Matadas, who's an amazing ed- sex educator. Uh, she's been doing such education for like 15 years, but they wouldn't let her call herself a sex educator until she got the certification. That's amazing. Um yeah (laughs) and she's been she's and she's amazing she's so good at her work and it's like, they didn't recognize her as as being valid until she got that piece of paper that was like, I think it was like 10,000 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for her to be like, I already know all this stuff. I just told you what I know. And of course I'm gonna pass because I already know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why you like technically can't call myself a sex educator legally. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't go, like have a class and say, I'm a sex educator and I did this. I can be like, oh, I do sex education and I call myself a sex educator, but I'm, I tell people I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. So that I don't
0: have any <laughs> so knocking at like, the do yeah.
1: <laughs> Which where's a certification. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so that's kind of the nonsense with, I think it's just with institutions in general where you need that piece of paper to like qual- to qualify you within the eyes of the state, which is ridiculous in many ways. Of course, there's certain things that we would like people to have certification for, but I'm like such education. Mm. I think there's there should be a little more, more regular or at least ways that people can get this piece of paper without having to like pay so much money. Mm-hmm. It's so inaccessible to people like me or to folks that I know and work with who are great and amazing such educators but can't can't even advertise that um yeah
0: that's some bullshit okay (laughs) so while you know keeping the bullshit aside why is sex education important to you and part of your community work
1: yeah so such education is super important to me um mostly because of seeing just how much we're all suffering sexually (laughs) uh and i don't mean like we're not having great sex but it's like the ways i in the shop, when I talk with customers and talk to people who, you know, workshops or whatnot, mm-hmm. what I'm noticing is there's a huge gap between what we learn in school versus what's actually happening in our bedrooms
0: right. versus
1: what's happening in our relationships with our friendships. Like, there's a very really large gap between what we envision because of porn and because of just the sexual education we get from informally. Mm-hmm to what it what we actually want and what we actually enjoy in life. So for me, it's if if I can, I, I it's important to me because I wanna bridge that gap to be, to be the middle person that's like, what do you want? Mm. How can we help you figure out what you want and what's gonna fulfill you sexually or non-sexually, some folks come and realize they actually don't want sex, but because of the conditions that we have about sex, they feel like they have to compulsorily mm. have sex. If I can be that middle person that helps you figure out what will give you pleasure and make you have an enjoyable life, whether it's sexually or not, that's, that's like, amazing to me. I'm, like, I'm, I get so happy um, because, to me, it's, like, life is sucks in many ways. The least we can have is some good sex.
0: Right, right. At least right. we can
1: have this pleasure in, mm. in other ways that are that, that really don't need money. You can have sex by yourself. You can have sex with other people and that usually doesn't cost much. Mm. Um, it's one of those like low ways of accessing pleasure um that is actually important for our mental health and our health in general. So it's super important that we at least in some way either recognize that um there's a gap and there needs to be filled with new information um or we figure out we don't want sex and that also gives us pleasure as well mm. there's like yeah so it's just one of those things that i i'm very passionate
0: about yeah it's true <laughs> you mentioned that because i was watching this video and this you know it's like, like cycle whatever therapy, anyway amazing lady she was talking about relationships and it's like what you need to do in a relationship you need to have sex you need to cuddle and you need to do novel things, new things together. Mm. Like, if you do those three things, oh, and you should also not resent, not resent, was it, like, resent? Like, if you don't resent, I don't, maybe not resent, but basically just four really easy things you could just do and keep your relationship alive. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. And if you don't, if you think about it, if you just, like, meet those kind of, I mean, obviously, the other things, but, you know, having these core things in place is great. And... You know, being like a woman of color doing this thing—it's—it's it's also like, you know, kind of like taboo. It is. It's hesitant. how do you navigate <laughs> that?
1: I don't. That's 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 what it is. Well, I say okay. I don't tell people what I do. Mm. Like it's really hush hush within my community. I'm like, look, you don't need to know. I work at a bookstore, store and I, I mean, if they listen to this, I'll find out. I don't. But for the most part, I'm like, no, I just work at a bookstore and call it a day because there is such a taboo, especially with the way religion. Again, it's going to be. I mean, I want to say no hate, but all hate to the Catholic faith in that, like the way that they've kind of have people on a chokehold around sex. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to even say that I have sex is a big deal. Sex before marriage, big deal. It's still a big deal to this day in the big age of 2023, where we're still struggling with people even saying that they have sex. Mm-hmm. So it's it's for me navigating is being really cautious and careful about the spaces I'm in. What am I saying that made to people off that I am more um, sexually aware, or active than they might not approve of? because in in many ways it can be met with violence. Um, mm. Can be met with like many different things. Just because of people make assumptions that if you have sex or enjoy sex, that you're obviously want sex all the time, mm. um, or that you obviously aren't gonna come. Like if I, if I get assaulted, it's my fault because I am advertising. That yeah, I like that's sex. some bullshit. It is bullshit. It's part of like rape culture and all that stuff. It's also why mm. I like talking about sex and communicating because there's a big gap between even us talking about like what does it mean, like what is sexual assault, what is rape. All these things are really mm. important to talk about. And people like the way we blur the lines between consent and non-consent, and even just the the global perspective about like what is a sexually liberated person um in 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 contrast to like i'm gonna say again the catholic christian kind of religious um perspective on sex Mm. um it's important that we kind of break down those walls and barriers i mean if people want to believe that faith and believe what comes along with um the perspective on sex it's all power to do your thing but it's Mm -hmm. the imposing on other people that's the issue so when i come into the shop and talk to people it's like a lot of it is just telling them it's okay if you like sex it's okay if you don't like sex it's okay if you like this it's okay there's no if you want to have a moral perspective on it sure it's within your right to but you don't have to it's, it's it's it feels compulsory because we do live in a very you know a catholic uh, christian kind of society all over the world right because they kind of took over almost all of it
0: i mean and it's crazy because it's, it's those people that are kind of like hey look at this that are like doing even the yeah, done this thing, it,
1: and it's wild, right? Because most of it is projection or control. Because really, when you think about like controlling same-sexuality, it is about control. Mm. You want to tell them and dictate to them how they should be, um, not allowing people the, f- the liberation, the freedom to choose what they want. Mm. So a lot of this, like when I say I'm a sex educator, it's mostly about like giving people the permission. It's it's so funny how many times I'm like, "Oh, you want a toy? Sure, awesome. Let's get let's get you something that welcoming." Um, environment almost lets them like let go of the bullshit and like the weight of like I shouldn't even want sex. Mm. I shouldn't even think about this. I shouldn't even think about fantasies. Oh no, only this way. This is the only way sex can be thought about and done. So a lot of it is just giving people like or taking away that burden and being like, "No, no, no, you don't you know, t- don't take that bullshit in here. Let that shit go. We're in this space. We like what do you need? Let's let's work together to figure out what it is that will make you happy
0: oh, and make yeah. you feel good." Yes. Yes, yeah. cuz yeah, sex is freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm serious. Like, it is. Okay, so this is a new thing. I know you're like, it's a ah! prototype. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah. <laughs> I can not let it go. We need to talk about it. What is the story here?
1: So this is actually from a bigger project. I just yeah, bigger Look at project. You. Yeah. Um I was through or well, I'm still going through what is it called? Who is it through? Heist. Heist um, is a local organization that does art, cool art stuff. Um, they have a project called Lucid, which is about bringing together queer artists and doing a program uh, or doing something, doing something together over six months. I think it's six months. So my project was about um, doing, creating, or reconnecting with my like my ancestral like ideas and, and um, ideas and concepts around communal living. How do we? How did we used to live together before colonialism? So mm-hmm. If what, what 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 worked? What worked for us and what can I somehow bring to this future and merge the past with the present and get rid of the bullshit that obviously comes along with living in a patriarchal society? What can I bring to the future that I think would be important for us as not only my community, but the larger community to kind of see... Uh, either reflected in other communities or just reflected in general in society Mm -hmm. so my idea was to do with gourd art so gourd and calabash and all that stuff are um, art an art style that is uh, like a functional piece of art Uh, gourds are you know a piece of I guess you can call it a fruit that matures and when it dries it turns into something that can be used as a vessel Mm -hmm. you can make spoons cups you know, go like drinking gourds.
0: Um, yep. that's the one annoyed Because, like in my country, <laughs> in my in my in my tradition, you put palm wine in here and yeah. you drink. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we put um we call it uh mirti. Mirti is our is our beer. Mm-hmm. So we make our own beer and that's what we, this is what would be put in it or water water, but they each have special like decorations to let you know, oh, this court is only for this, right. or this is only for this. So this is one of the, this is, um, the communal idea is Telemete or Lulu, which is like um, a communal defense. It's an idea that we are all interconnected and we come together to fight together. So if you're in this village down the road and you're in trouble, you say this phrase, and that's a rallying cry for us here down the street to come to your defense. And then, you know, we figure out what's happening, and we do what we need to do, which is either we take something back, we fight back, or we figure out what's lost. It's like a phrase for um, kind of bringing the sense of um, unity. Mm. Even if we're not from the same place, we don't practice the same things, we do understand that there's an idea that our survival is shared, and therefore, when you need help, I help you. When I need help, mm. you help you. So this is supposed to represent limite, which is people coming together to the defense of other people. So that's the story behind the gourd. And- Let's
0: go kill the Let's go. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I said. But anyway, um, here, you know, talking about this, something came to me. While Mm. you were saying, that I was like, you've been here since you were seven. So how did you, like, get all this, you know, I guess, information, uh, cultural education?
1: Actually, I didn't. This is all new. It's actually... I grew up without any connection right. because we came here when we I in the ni- late 90s honestly there was not a lot of african people that came here mm-hmm. so we were one of the first few especially from my area we were actually the first people to leave our area um, like outside of the the neighboring area so all of us we were the first people to leave um, so we did our, we just survived which is like Assimilation. Assimilation, oh. so I lost my languages. Mm-hmm. I then it named Cecilia as the name I use, but that's actually just the Catholic name that was given to me when I was baptized. I actually have two other names because we have a whole cultural tradition around names. So, all I had to learn how to be Cecilia and learn how to be this uh, person who is assimilated into Canadian culture. Mm-hmm. So, I actually lost everything. Um, I lost the connection to my culture. I don't even understand the language anymore. All this stuff that like I knew so well before I came here. Like, mm-hmm. From the eight or seven, I had like four languages and could speak them all well. Came here, gone. Because I had to learn how to survive. And being very dark-skinned <laughs> in a very white world where there wasn't a lot of immigration at the time, too, um, it was like I had to survive surviving meant erasing almost part of who I was to wow. survive in this world. So this the but the past since my twenties in my early 20s, I say when I 24 21 when I entered the university and realized everything was bullshit and I had been taught everything wrong and anything that I knew was probably from a um, skewed lens. Mm-hmm. I was like I need to get back everything. So my whole life from like 21 to now I'm like 29 now was eight years of like fighting to remember and to recall and to talk with my community members to bring back ideas and concept pretty much to revive the culture, because it's not just me that's gone through this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people all over my, in my, from where I'm from, has just lost a lot, and um, it's just the nature of colonialism. You know, they tell you that what you, who you are, is bad. Therefore, you have to learn this people, these these people's ways of being. So it's been like, wow, a huge. Okay, revival. okay,
0: so that. <laughs> 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 How I mean, God, I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine it. Okay, 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 okay. I think we have a part two. We have to have a part two. <laughs> but Because, like, I have so many questions. So I'm, like, oh. so I'm going to let you go with this one now. Mm-hmm. You do all these things, you mm-hmm. know, you're giving it to community, you're doing all that. But, I mean, you can't perform anti right? How do you take care of yourself? How do you... Fill yourself up so you can create and uh, you give as much as they are giving. That's,
1: that's, I can't. Like, <laughs> no, to be really honest, I'm struggling a lot with that because of like capitalism, right? Like I can't. I either sacrifice the comfort of having food and housing and stuff um, to work a lot and mm. suffer because I actually am not a good. Um, I don't do well in actual working in a in a space. I get tired because I feel like I have to perform a lot, especially in like a very white center, like when I serve like white spaces, I have very majority white people, I f- there's a lot of contorting and changing who I am to be palatable, just because of the, the misconceptions around... Oh, just because of anti-blackness, right? The projection of me as a person and what people kind of get from seeing me, mm. I, and I'm very well aware because I grew up here, so I know how people viewed me and how I, I'm scary and this and that. It's just the nature of being a black person. Um, so I have to really reduce and contort myself to fit those spaces and it's exhausting. Mm. So after I work, I'm done. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sleep, sleep, recover, try to recover, go back to work. Right. So that's been the, the nature. But I took some time to do art, and I'm feeling more well myself. But now I'm like, money. Yeah. <laughs> i like, where's I don't have. I can't do the things I used to do. Mm. Art supplies cost money. Art costs cost money. What can I do to have more spaces? So I'm trying to like. Right now, balance it out. But I think as everybody is getting fed up with the way capitalism is kind of draining and kind of killing every ounce of humanity in all of us, um, I'm hoping for the revolution. So we can no longer longer have to deal with this Oh my god! We can all finally like rest and decide. You know, we can have artists real, like real artists again, where we support each other, where people can be an artist and. You know, be fine and not have to worry about rent and just mm. keep doing what, what they're called to do. People can do what they want without the pressure of, of creating profits for people who don't even care about, care you know, about it or yep. destroying literally the earth. So mm. I'm waiting for that moment to finally come, but until then I'm just going to be struggling with like burnout and then feeling good and taking breaks and just having to navigate and balance it. It's just the nature, I think, of being an artist, especially being a black artist, like we do not have the same opportunities. Or Mm. access to things. So we have to almost fight tooth and nail. So Mm. I know I'm fighting just like I know all my friends and all my other artists, um, uh, people that I know are just also doing the same thing. We're all hustling. We all have five different jobs. Mm. So that's how we, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we survive right now until we can find that space for us. But that's also why that Black Artist Initiative is is a thing.
0: Okay, okay. I said that <laughs> was the last question. So the, the, yeah. let's make that one. Uh, but before you go, I guess you have to touch on the Black Artists Initiative. Um,
1: yeah. The Black Artists Initiative is a group of four black artists. Um, we came together uh, four months ago because we were fed up. Same thing. We, like, we're fed up. We don't have spaces. We don't have access to materials. We don't have anything to really sustain ourselves as artists or even to make connections and build an artist community. So we decided that we are going to make a space together and we talked with Wonderneath. So our space is at Wonderneath, and we meet once a month um, to come together and do art together, whether it's facilitated or not, whether it's catering or not. We're just trying our best to create those spaces where we can actually also talk about what it means to be black and being an artist, talk about ourselves and what we do, and also just make connections and do some cool art together. Mm. Yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah, like uh an oasis in the amidst the nonsense <laughs> Right, of the world right, dying. right.
0: Oh my god. It's it's freaking amazing to talk to you and like I say we have to have a follow-up on this. But I just want to say thank you for giving me your time and thank you for sharing so much of yourself. <laughs> no, thank you. It's actually been really fun. really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>